podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to a slightly different episode of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast with Jack being on a flight to South Africa during United's brilliant FA Cup victory against Arsenal on Friday night. We took a slightly different approach to this episode rather than waiting half a week or so to record. I was at the Emirates on Friday night, so there's clips of that. Predictions from me pre-match along with uh, my dad and my brother and a bit of post-match discussion too. There'll also be the more standard, uh, mildly hungover input from me throughout this slightly shorter episode than normal but we still have our regular youth roundup near the end of the show every single United side from under 16s up won this weekend apologies for the husky voice throughout blame I guess blame this ridiculously good song now a proper cup tie full of excitement, celebration, proper genuine nervousness, the kind where for no apparent reason you're trying to edge as close to the pitch as possible, pushing your thighs against the seats in front of you. But eight in a row for United now for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. This, I think this was the most special, even more so than the victory against Spurs. That was partly dismissed as a as a fortunate win courtesy of David De Gea. Obviously that's rubbish but because it was a good performance. But this was without there, without Martial and Rashford starting. The tactics were good, United were ruthless and the substitutions had the desired impact. Bringing attacking players on with half an hour to go despite leading was exactly the right decision. Win games by attacking, get another goal, don't sit back. We supported Mourinho a lot and for a long time on this podcast, right until probably a couple of weeks before before he was sacked, where we were saying, OK, now it's probably time for him to go. But one of our biggest gripes throughout the, the three years, particularly the, the last two seasons, was the sitting back to defend Leeds and undoubtedly conceding late goals to, to bad teams when it, it wasn't necessary. Uh, and Solskjaer has arrested that trend with his, his positive substitutions, his small tactical tweets calling out Arsenal on the away ticket allocation farce in his interview after the game shows how connected Solskjaer is with the fans. The celebrations with Phelan and Carrick were brilliant. Coming over to the fans and the pumping of the fist. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer just looks like Manchester United manager. I mean, we've said it before. I'll say it again uh, on this uh, episode. It's, It's only been five weeks. Not only is there no way he should be given the job yet but there's there's no need for him to be given the job yet it's not as if only being caretaker manager is a burden if anything it, it's helping him so uh, I don't understand people saying give him the job now I I, I get obviously I get where they're coming from because it's the the feeling at the moment is so positive but people should stop calling for him to be given the job now no one needs that uh, but if this is an audition he is smashing it on another level eight wins on the bounce the players smiling trying things even in the warm-up there's a great clip of Rashford nutmegging Fred with some kind of filthy 18 rated skill in a in a rondo they're all enjoying themselves top four is is looking like a, a possibility at least we're into the FA Cup quarter final after a win away at Arsenal uh under the lights he, he could not be doing anything better he says everything right he acts in the perfect manner He's proved himself to be tactically astute in both this game and against Spurs and with a couple of substitutions again uh, against Huddersfield, Newcastle, spring to mind. It's all, it's all perfect so far. 
So let's leave it as it is and wait until the end of the season. There's no point rushing a, a decision. But so far, it's just the the feeling around the club, the the buzz around the club is, is amazing. Um, on the game itself, the the two goals um, in quick succession, just the feeling when when that second goal went in was was silly. Um, and it, it really was a proper cup tie. It felt, especially when Arsenal got one back, when we went 2-0 up, it, it just felt like the continuation of this amazing form. When Arsenal got one back suddenly, from that point onwards, even when we got the third goal, it still felt, it was still that nervousness. So when we scored the first, uh, the third goal, sorry, you were like, it, more relief than than celebration in a way because it was, it had been so nervy, uh, edge of your seat stuff for 40 minutes or so. Um but on, on some individual players uh, and Solskjaer's tactics, Victor Lindelof, excellent again, uh, composed, helping by to be better, to be honest. I think he's, his presence or Lindelof's current form is, is, is a good thing next to Bay, who can be reckless at times. Um, and, and Lindelof as well, three or four balls through the lines, through midfield, into the feet of Romelu Lukaku, Alexis Sanchez, Jesse Lingard, whoever it was. Uh, and, and solid in defence as well because Arsenal, Arsenal were threatening there's, there's no doubting that um, and Paul Pogba another level at both ends of the pitch uh, in, in in his own box bringing the ball out of the area starting the counter-attack and at the other end next to the Arsenal box it was either shooting or playing the through ball at the perfect time or if the options weren't there and this is what I love most about Pogba in this kind of uh, tight kind of cup game if the options weren't there Pogba wins free kicks like no one I've ever seen before. Just if if he hasn't got anyone to pass to or he doesn't think the shot is on, he just somehow, he draws the tackle, goes down as he should do and wins the free kick and suddenly United can just calm things down or they have an opportunity to score. It's it's one of his uh, many, many talents. Um, but on Solskjaer's, the, the, the line-up that Solskjaer put out got some... I'm not going to say gasp, it wasn't really gasp, but got some got some reaction from from people when they saw it, whether they were at the game or on Twitter, or whatever. Um, Lukaku and Sanchez starting when Marshall and Rashford are in such good form. You heard in a in a second. Um, there's a few clips of me and my brother talking before the match, talking about the lineup. Um, and we had uh, we had an unrecorded argument in the pub about about the decision to play Romero over De Gea as well as Marshall and Rashford being rested on the bench. But the the decision to play Lukaku, I mean, it came off. Uh, Lukaku on the right for much of the game is 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 genius um, it allowed it, it did a lot of things um, one of the things it did was it was allowed Alexis Sanchez the space in which to play because all, all too often we've seen Sanchez and Lukaku start together they've both been given a chance um, and they failed to, to combine with each other because Lukaku is uh, gets in the way of Sanchez uh, that's not Lukaku's fault that's just he is the striker that's where he plays but Sanchez loves drifting in from that left flank and, and coming in and cutting inside so Lukaku playing on the right for a lot of the time gave Sanchez that space to do what he does best um, and Sanchez wasn't amazing but scored and helped to create some chances and Lukaku was was much better on the right flank which is, is no surprise because it's where he often contributed for Everton and particularly in his first season at United he's a great crosser of the ball uh, brilliant at holding it up where there's more space on the right wing because sometimes when he's in the, in the centre of the pitch um He's pretty bad at holding up. We've we mentioned that a lot of times. But on the right wing, more space. He can take it into his feet, take it while he's uh, running rather than standing still with his back to goal. He doesn't have to use his chest or, or try and control a bobbled, hardly 
powerfully struck pass into his ankles. Instead, he can run onto the ball and then hold it up from there and look to get uh, look to create a chance. It also shows exactly what kind of manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is. Uh, Lukaku being effectively the right winger left uh, a huge space in front of Ashley Young. Arsenal used that space and, and scored their goal by doing so in the end. But Solskjaer took that risk in order to see United score more, not concede fewer. And that's exactly what they did. With Lukaku involved heavily in both the opening goals, Arsenal scored because of that weakness on that right side for United. It, Solskjaer, a risk taker. We've seen that on a number of occasions already and we're only eight games in. Lingard in that false nine position, uh, meanwhile, was, was brilliant again. Jesse is a big game player. And he's shown that for England, he's shown that for us. Uh, he always come, pops up with uh, with goals. Was it last year? Last year, counter-attack goal again against Arsenal. Uh, so Jesse is someone we we never, never um, uh, hesitate to put in a, in a Man United team. And he's been brought through the system. He knows what this means. He knows what the club... Uh, he knows the history. He knows all the counter-attacking goals we've scored against Arsenal. He knows everything about the club. Now, I mean, the funny thing about the, the Lingard's good form is now he's being celebrated as a character for dancing with his celebration. So is Pogba, and it shows you, it shows you exactly the the state of some pundits. It's it's not right to say you can only do that when you're in a good run of form. There's no difference, even in a bad run of form. If you're celebrating, then you've just scored and you're probably winning that game. He can celebrate however he wants. Whenever he wants, I love Lingard's arrogance and confidence, and and the same is true for Paul Pogba. But uh, that's a, a little bit on the game. We'll I'll say a bit more in a, in a couple of moments. But um, here is how our Friday night went. My Friday night went. We've just left the Drayton Park pub. I'm out to walk over the bridge, over to the Emirates. And the away end is situated nicely right in front of the bridge. Quick security search. Will, the brother, the elder Robinson. Prediction. Prediction. Uh, I was very confident before the teams came out. I'm very confused by De Gea not playing and Rashford Martial not playing because we've got Burnley at home next so very confused that's the game to rest people but I'm still confident I'm going to go 3-2 United but they'll score first that's what Jack went for in the last podcast Dad prediction fantasy prediction Sanchez (laughs) hat-trick real prediction 2-1 United of course good stuff I'm going to go for a... Oh, I said 2-1 United on the last episode previewing the Arsenal match. I'm going to go for 2-1 United again. Sanchez to score. Rashford to come off the bench and score. We're about to come about 100 metres away from New Orleans. See you in a bit. We've got some kind of shitty light show going on in the Emirates here, but the teams are coming out, so... 
Manchester United just coming back out for the second half. What a first half up until the 40th minute. Looked like it was going to be an incredible 2-0 lead and those two goals were just brilliant, but lost it right at the end. Lost concentration and gave it away. Uh, a bit of a bitter blow, but going into the second half with the advantage. United fanzine latest issue. Cheers, mate. Right, we're just about to walk past the old Highbury Stadium with a pair of rather hoarse voices um, singing Ole's at the wheel for the last two hours or so in various locations in North London. Uh, well, eight wins on the bounce. Yeah, I apologise for sounding like Sean Dyche because that's how I feel at the minute because I can barely speak but 8 wins on the bounce and I was absolutely not expecting that I was either expecting we get one early like against Spurs then hold on for the rest of the game or they'd score first we'd be chasing it but to score two I mean they got one before half time which is a bit annoying then second half holding on for a bit but then to get a third I mean 10 minutes out of time piss easy the two goals in quick succession were ridiculous. Pogba was unbelievable tonight. Yeah. Like, there is no one you want... Because a lot of times, they, they attacked quite a lot. I think, I need to watch the highlights, because where we're sat in the way and you can't see what's going on at the other end. But it looked like they were, they were on the edge of the box for quite a while. And every time Paul Pogba brings the ball away, it's either a break, he, he draws the foul, which relieves the pressure, or he just holds onto the ball. Well, it's both boxes. He's coming out of his own box yeah. and starting the counter attacks, including one for the goal. And then on the edge of the Arsenal box, particularly towards the end, was just winning free kicks. And also, the, the, the third goal was all him. He brought it all the way forward. Yeah. Rashford went offside. Maybe he should have played it earlier, but whatever. Rashford went offside. He, he, and a lot of other players just blast that over the bar. He drills a low shot in, keeper parries it, and Martial scores. Players like Eric Bailly. Yeah. Marcus <laughs> Rojo. Players like Marcus Rojo. Granite Jacker. Yeah, an amazing night. 5,300 United fans singing Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's name. Um, now, in, in youth news, very quickly, United's under-18s bounced back from their FA Youth Cup disappointment with a brilliant comeback in another cup. This was the under-18 Premier League Cup, and United trailed Liverpool by two goals with 40 minutes remaining away from home in the quarter-final of this competition. But it's United. Goals from Mason Greenwood and Dishon Barnard drew United level in normal time sending the game to extra triumph where Greenwood scored again both were superb free kicks from Greenwood while Bernard finished after a flick on from Ted and Mengi Bernard um, has been prolific the centre-back in recent weeks four goals in five games amazingly but Greenwood of course 
on another level and now has 26 goals and nine assists in 22 games this season at various levels. That's under 19s, under 18s, under 23s. Uh, he's 17, remember. Now, the under-23s also won on Friday night in the Premier League International Cup. Scott McTominay scored early on and Tahith Chong then got two more for United against Paris Saint-Germain. A good victory there, 3-0. And the under-16s beat Everton 5-3. So a brilliant weekend for all of United's sides. Um, next up for the United first team is Burnley at home. A chance to make it nine in a row. It, I mean, it should happen. Burnley are poor. Rashford and Martial got some rest against Arsenal. So too did David De Gea and Phil Jones, to be honest. Confidence, sky high, doesn't even matter about the rest because everyone will want to play. Um, and and the, the big thing about the, the Arsenal game in the long term, apart from just getting through to the FA Cup quarterfinal, it's, it's not just Rashford, Martial, Lingard now who have confidence, or, or Pogba as well, but it's also Lukaku and Sanchez who will be feeling at their best after their contributions on Friday night. Sanchez with the goal, Lukaku with, I think, two assists or at least two big contributions in the opening two goals. The, I mean, the buzz around the club at the moment is is immense. It really is. It feels like we've got our club back. We can't forget the faults in this United side, uh, in this club, that this honeymoon period is, is helping to send to the back of our minds. Um, activity in the summer will be needed. The men in charge on the on the board must do better. It's, I mean, it's their fault for the last five years of disappointment. It's not just Mourinho's. It's not just Van Gaal's. It's not just Moyes. The common factor is the bad running at the top of the club. Ole is hiding all of that for now in the the most brilliant of ways. So uh, the Glazers and Woodward remain a, a disaster if United in some ways. But while Solskjaer is doing this, it's hard to think about that. Instead, I will be singing, whistling humming this chant all day every day until this wonderful run comes to an end Ole is at the wheel and it feels good thank you very much Podcast Network